Hello and welcome to the first ever Beyond Bliss podcast. My name is Katrina Swanson and this is my husband. Steven Swanson. <laughs> Hi. And we are so excited to do the first ever episode about a very exciting topic that we yes. have not announced yet because we wanted it to be the first episode of our podcast. We're going to space. <laughs> not quite. We're going to a new world. That's a better well, way to say it. kind of. I really wanted to build this up to the maximal. Like mm-hmm. I wanted like the last cliffhanger minute to be we told everyone what it was. Oh, so what are we going to talk about in the meantime until That's then? I don't know. That's a good point. We should probably just, you should probably just announce it. I think you, should, you tell him. You tell him. So. You had a big part in it. Um, starting August 17th, mm-hmm. um, we started to work on a new project <laughs> that we're really excited to talk about. Um, it's going to take about three quarters of a year to develop this project. Um, and then when the project's done, it's going to completely change our whole life. Do you think that's a good way to say it? Um, I'll tell them. Okay. Okay. I'm pregnant. We're pregnant. Yay. We're pregnant. And this is a huge deal for us for a few different reasons. One of them being because if you know me and follow me, you probably know that I am a hormone health coach. That's what I do for a living full time. Well, kind of full time. We can get into that too later. And I have been diagnosed with PCOS in the past. I've had really irregular periods in the past. I've had all of these issues that would lead me to think that it would be really hard for me to get pregnant. And it actually happened pretty quickly. Yeah, it didn't happen on accident. I hate to say it happened on accident, (laughs) but it kind of happened like when we decided that we were going to stop trying. Right. Which everyone told us, of course, now is like, that's what happens. Yeah. And I, I'm always so sensitive to talking about that too, because I know for women that struggle with fertility, like one of the worst things to hear is, oh, it'll happen when you stop trying. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it's just, it's kind of a bummer that it happened to us that way. I mean, obviously I'm so excited that it happened how it happened, but I hate telling people that are struggling with fertility that that's how it happened because... Mm -hmm. It just makes me sad for them because I thought my whole life that I wasn't, that it was going to be really hard for me to get pregnant or I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. And that's obviously not the same as going through, actively going through fertility struggles, but I just feel for those people a lot. Yeah. So let's tell the story of how I did come to get pregnant because a lot of this story has a lot to do with hormone health, but I haven't actually shared with people yet. And of course you are very familiar with this. A lot of my close friends are, and I've told some people here and there too when it comes up, but this isn't something, this isn't a story that I've really shared with a lot of people because I honestly have felt like my story wasn't super valid and that'll probably make sense in a minute. But essentially, back in April mm-hmm. was the first month that we started, quote unquote, trying. So for those of you listening right now or if you're listening later, it's currently October. Mm-hmm. So we started trying in April. It's, uh, it's November 5th. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I, 
So Mitch, if you're listening a month ago, you, you, I never, you never know what month it is. I never know what day of the week it is. So we work together and we figure it out. So it's it's November 5th today. I can't believe it's November. Yeah. Obviously. Wow. Okay. It's November. Um, well, my whole September, October has been a blur and I'll yeah. tell you why. But okay. So back in April, so less than a year ago, we decided we were going to start trying and for those of you who have been following my story, you know that I don't use any form of hormonal birth control. I use natural birth control. I track my cycle and I use the fertility awareness method. I take my temperature. I use natural cycles, all of that. So in April is when I switched my natural cycles over from trying to prevent pregnancy to trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time where I started taking ovulation tests for the reason of knowing when I was ovulating so that when it was time, we could be like, all right, let's do this thing. <laughs> and we weren't expecting anything of it. I think especially that first month, we, I, in my mind was thinking, this is probably going to take me up to a year mm-hmm. to try to get pregnant. That was kind of like my mindset. And so... At the end of the month, a couple weeks later, uh, we were in Hawaii visiting my parents, and I was supposed to start my period the day that we got to Hawaii. So my period has been regular now for a pretty long time, mm-hmm. a couple years. Yeah. I have bouts of like, it'll get irregular if I'm super stressed. Yeah, or... when we had COVID, we had got COVID yeah. in December of last year, mm-hmm. and we your cycle was messed up for a little while. Yes. Because it was really... You didn't get really sick, per se. Like, I feel like I got really, really sick, but you had more long-term yeah. issues. It messed up my gut health, mm-hmm. which your gut health and your hormone health is so interconnected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there have been times where it's gotten irregular, but I've always gotten it back to be regular. So, at that point in April, my cycle had been regular, so I was expecting my period on time. There was no reason that it would have been late. And... When we got to Hawaii, I was supposed to start my period that day and I didn't. And I didn't think that much of it because I thought that it was just that we had been traveling. (laughs) I get a little stressed. A little bit. (laughs) On the plane. (laughs) And it just wasn't that huge of a surprise that I hadn't started my period. Next day, I didn't start my period either. And that's when I kind of started to think, I think I even said something to you. I didn't start my period Mm -hmm. and... I don't know if you had mentioned, like, I don't even really remember that day that much, but we had, we didn't go get a test. No, because we were in Hawaii. Mm Because we had a bunch because um, our friends all have babies. Mm -hmm. So they don't, and they all, like, are done, for the most part, done having babies. So they gave us, like, a 400 pregnancy (laughs) test one day (laughs) when you had, like, food poisoning. And I remember that was the first time we thought you were pregnant because something smelled bad. That was a week before we went to Hawaii. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That was right before we went to Hawaii. Yeah. And then put those two together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they gave us much pregnancy. But you took one and it was negative. Yeah, but it Is was early. Is that the word they use for a pregnancy test? I, I'm, in COVID, yeah. I'm in COVID mindset, so I don't know if it's like <laughs> you're positive for being pregnant or you're negative for being pregnant. Yeah. It was whatever it, was it means you're not pregnant is what it said. A negative pregnancy test. Okay. Yeah. So was not pregnant. Early. But that was early. I had taken it early. Yeah. And... It's usually like wouldn't show that early. It was kind mm-hmm. of a jumping the gun thing. So a jumping, jumping the gun, jumping the gun. Oh, is it jumping? The, it was a jumping the gun thing. <laughs> it was kind of classic jumping the gun thing. Continue. <laughs> uh, so 
Nothing happened that second day we were in Hawaii. I didn't get my period. The day after that, I woke up really early at probably 5 a.m. and was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in that much pain since I found out I had PCOS. And I, I was cramping so bad. I started bleeding and it instantly was clots. It was huge clots of blood and that was super scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. That was pretty much it. Just very painful, lots of clots. I was screaming, mm-hmm. I was crying. I was in so much pain and you were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how were you feeling? I mean, I think like when you, so like when you, you had the kidney stones, how long yeah. ago did you have your I've had kidney, kidney stones. stones? But like that was, remember when you were, I thought you that were That was like, like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, call the ambulance. And I was like, no, we don't have enough money. So I'm going to drive you myself. <laughs> That's so what we were poor. poor. Really, really poor. <laughs> and, um, we were rich in love, but we were poor in money. And, um, so I think I just, I don't know. I just went into work mode. I just go into like, I have to take care of you mode. So I kind of, which is probably good and bad because I kind of like this not disassociate but i'm kind of like detached from maybe how i should be feeling so think about like if you had the baby i need to remind myself that like i need to be your partner too because i'm gonna go into work mode mm-hmm. and be like ma'am you just need to push the baby out you know and so i think i just go into that um because what is your work because i'm a firefighter paramedic mm-hmm. um and have been for almost four years coming up on four years we've been doing this i say we because it's definitely involvement on both of our sides to maintain this career and like life but there's a lot of good good and bad pros and cons we could do a whole another day on that um but i think i just go into work mode and make sure you're okay and then i think we were so busy on that trip um that we didn't it kind of like came and went i don't know yeah maybe not as much for you i feel like i i never it wasn't until like later down the line that I really processed it. And then it was really sad, you know? Well, yeah. And so I guess what Steven is starting to get at is that that is really rare for me to have a period that's like that. I haven't had a period like that in forever. Normally mm-hmm. I don't get any cramps. I have very bright red, quote unquote, normal blood, healthy looking blood. It's not cloudy. It's not dark. And it's manageable, like more than manageable. It's, I thrive when I'm on my period. That's, mm-hmm. that's my whole brand is that I've been able yeah. to get my period to be like that. So we don't know for sure what happened, but I feel in my body and my heart that I'm 99% sure I had a miscarriage. Yeah. And I have told some people the full story like that, that, I was, that I'm not actually sure because I never actually took a test mm-hmm. or I had taken a test, but it was way earlier. It was too early to tell. And I, so some people, when I tell them, I just tell them I had a miscarriage. Even, and that's why I feel guilty. That's why I feel like my story isn't 100% valid because... Now that I've been on the side of taking a test, seeing that it's positive, and then knowing that for a certain amount of time, I feel like it's it would would be and would have been way harder if I had actually seen the positive, mm-hmm. and that that feels like a more valid story than what happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's partially why 
I never shared with my community that that's what had happened to me. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. But after that, I another reason I'm pretty sure that I had a miscarriage is because I just went into such a deep depression, honestly. I think it was a mix of my hormone levels dropping because when you get pregnant, your hormones pretty much instantly skyrocket all your hormone levels. And when you have a miscarriage, they, they drop significantly or they're supposed to as you bleed it all out. And so, yeah, I just was really upset and it was affecting all aspects of my life. I know that was a really, we, we struggled a lot during that time because you wanted to help me and wanted me to feel better, but I just was, like, my days were just dark. Mm -hmm. I would spend entire days sometimes not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a good time. Yeah. So... Anyways, that's that part. So after that happened, my cycle was kind of ir irregular again. Yeah. And I knew that it's a good idea to wait about three months after a miscarriage happens to start trying again. And that's partially why we stopped trying. And also just because I just was not in a good headspace anymore. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take care of myself first. So we also had a really busy summer. Yeah. I had a really busy summer. I went on so many trips. Yeah. And we were like, okay, let's let's take the summer off. Let's enjoy our summer. Um, so we stopped trying. And then in August Mainly because you weren't here. So like, yeah, we really couldn't have tried. <laughs> and my cycle was a little irregular. Mm -hmm. In August, I had a normal ovulation. And we actually didn't know that it was going to be a normal ovulation, though. Mm -hmm. So when I did ovulate, we were like, oh, we I, I was like, oh, I ovulated. Yeah. And I <laughs> we definitely had sex mm -hmm. on the day that I was most fertile. Yeah. And. So I didn't really think anything of it then, did you? Mm. Now that I, like, look back, like, kind of, where I was like, oh. Because we had just had a conversation. We had just, like, literally maybe a couple days before you got pregnant, mm -hmm. you became bearer of my seed. <laughs> um, you, we were like, let's just wait a year. Remember? We oh, like, yeah. Let's just wait a year. Let's just travel. We're going to go to London in February. Remember we, like, put <laughs> stuff in our calendar? We were like... We're going to go to London in February. We're going to go back to Asia for next week. I don't mm -hmm. know. We had all these plans. So we're like, let's just wait a year. Yeah. And then like maybe a day or two later, you got pregnant. <laughs> Which is so funny. Yeah. So we, now we have to wait a year to go anywhere because <laughs> we already have a baby. Except I do want to travel a lot with baby. I know you do too. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So it happened August mm -hmm. 17th. If you want to know the, if y'all want to yeah. know the exact day. It happened August 17th, and then a couple days later, we went to a wedding, having a great time, drinking, mm -hmm. dancing. Then we went to L.A. Then we went to L.A. for and my we birthday. we were really drinking and dancing <laughs> a lot. I was with, we were with one of my best friends from high school, mm -hmm. 
and we had a great time. We were. I we, we lived it up in LA. We did. We had a wonderful time. And so that was my birthday. And again, that Sunday or Monday, can't remember the exact day, I was supposed to start my period. We got home on Monday. So again, I was like, okay, we've been traveling, we were drinking. Yeah. Not normally you, what I'm doing in my luteal phase. No, and it's when you got on that like martini kick you were on for a little bit there. Oh, where yeah. you were forcing yourself to like martinis because they're very classy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're drinking just gasoline <laughs> because there's an olive in it. I was like, ask him to pour a Sprite in the cup, put a little olive in there and you can tell people it is. So you were big on martinis. So we drank like a bunch. Remember we had like espresso martinis? Oh, yeah. But we had them at like 10 o'clock at night and I was like, no, no, no. To be fair though, I didn't drink my espresso martini. I drank a couple sips and I said, Sorry, I'm Olivia. not staying up all night long. Okay, it's 11 o'clock and I'm eating dinner. No, I'm going home, going to bed. Yeah. Plus, so. I don't drink espresso. I, I coffee. hate caffeine. I don't drink any of it. As you're drinking a coffee. Yeah, I have my coffee. Second cup. <laughs> Second no judgment. Cup at our house. No judgment. It just messes up my hormones. Yeah. Which it doesn't when I'm pregnant, but we can get to that too. Yeah. So, okay. We keep getting sidetracked. So it's Monday. I didn't start my period. And Tuesday, I think we flew home on Monday. Tuesday, mm-hmm. I started feeling kind of sick. And I actually went and took a COVID test. Yeah, I thought COVID. <laughs> I went and took a COVID test, got those results back on Thursday, didn't have COVID. Kind of spent Tuesday, Wednesday, like I had a sore throat, I had a scratchy throat, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like any extreme symptoms. Now I know that those are symptoms of can happen when you're pregnant. Yeah. So then on Thursday, we had such a good day on Thursday. We went up and went to the river. Or went to the lake, mm-hmm. 11 mile. Yeah, went fishing. Went fishing. It was such a good day. It kind of rained. Yeah. It was, it was a nice really time. nice day. And then we got back and you were making dinner. And I just all of a sudden had this feeling like I need to go take a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. And I just had this overwhelming sense of I am pregnant. Yeah. So I didn't tell you what I was doing. I go to the bathroom. I take a pregnancy test. <laughs> and I have the reaction, which I'll probably end up posting at some point on my Instagram. Yeah. And... I was honestly shocked because, again, this was really like we had barely been trying Mm -hmm. and I just was not I was not expecting that it was going to happen that fast. And I'm so grateful that it did. And we had just kind of said, do, okay, let's stop trying. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of in my mind a little bit. Obviously, we want a baby so bad, but we just were like, okay, well, we have other things, too, that we can focus on. It doesn't have to happen right now. So I was so shocked. You can see it all over my face in the video. Mm-hmm. For a split second, I was thinking, okay, how am I going to tell Steven? I need to like make it a surprise because you had told me yeah. in the past that you wanted me to do something. Yeah, I did. And you did. <laughs> I mean, it was perfect in what it was, but it yeah. was like you weren't I... surprising at all. <laughs> no. You like walked out and like taking these tiny little baby steps and you had like this look on your face and you had your phone, but like, you know how like little kids pretend like sneakily record you? Like, you were, like, holding your phone, and you were, like... And I, was <laughs> I like, wanted what? to get your reaction. And I immediately knew, because you were crying a little bit, and I was, like, did you get a pregnancy test? Or did I ask you? I was, like, are you pregnant? Or I think I asked you. I have it on video. You actually looked at me, and I had a look in my face, and you went, what? You love me? Because um, you were cooking dinner. I do. And cook- when you cook dinner... You do love I me. I think I, I just tell dinner. you how much I love you a lot. Yeah, it was really, I cook really good dinner. <laughs> I like when you cook dinner. Um, yeah, and then that's when you told me. Yeah, 
And I have that reaction too. Yeah. I can't help it. I yeah. wanted to I wanted to have the reaction forever, well, it's cool, so I needed like, to record it. One day. Yeah. My kids will be able to like beep, boop, beep, boop, and yeah. pull it up in their eyeball and watch it. And I blacked out. Like when I look back at that video, I don't even remember mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. So long story short. We're pregnant. We're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was really exciting. We kind of started telling people pretty soon. We Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because, well, I think, too, like, with the first one, like, the miscarriage, too. Yeah. I think we had, like, a lot of conversations because there's such a, like, negative stigma. And that's so Mm -hmm. sad. I just think it's so sad that, like, so many women have to go through that. And then you're, like, not supposed to tell anyone until the end of your first trimester. Right. But then you go through that journey by yourself or, like, it's just you and your significant other. So you don't have a support system because you can't tell anyone, right? Because you can't tell anyone. So then you're just on your own. So then there's all these people, and we know some personally, you know what I mean, that kind of go through that all by themselves. And I feel like that should should change culturally. You should be like, you know, you shouldn't have to wait. You should be able to tell people. And then if something happens and you have that support, and I know it's like, for us, our thing was like, we're, we didn't want to go tell everyone. And then if something happened, you have to go through and tell everyone again, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of devaluing like your experience in your pregnancy, which yes. isn't really fair to you because then you don't get to process it if something happens, like something did happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or the people that go through multiple, you know? It's just like the suffering and silencing. I think it was really sad. So I hope that changes. Yeah. Um, but we did tell people. Pretty soon, I mean, a lot of people we told, like, they had no association with their life. So it was just like <laughs> we just told them. Like people on planes and stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. they didn't. They don't ever see us again. They don't know what our, even our name is. So we yeah. told them. But then we told our family. They were really excited. My mom has been counting down till, what was it, 11 November 2nd, we told mm-hmm. her. She could tell her friends. She couldn't post on social media yet, but she could tell her friends. So she was counting down. And every time I talked to her, I had to hear about November 2nd. You know it's almost November 2nd. <laughs> you know that next week is November 2nd. And she'd get so excited. And then we had to, like... I feel like her and my mom and your dad were like had the hardest time keeping a secret and we had to give them like passes like, okay, yeah, you can tell this, this one person or else they were just going to explode with excitement. <laughs> but I think the person that takes the cake most excited out of anyone on this planet, no offense to my mom, she hates it when I say this, my best friend, Matthew Terpelli, mm-hmm. was the most excited because we told him, our parents, I feel like we kind of like messed with a little bit especially like my mom we facetimed her kind of late at night and we told her and she lost her mind and then my dad wasn't there i thought my dad was with her he wasn't so he heard screaming and then he comes up and he's like what happened so we told him again i don't think he really cared he was i mean he was so excited i don't think he was like hurt that he was in the room but we told matthew who lives in mexico now who moved to mexico um with his girlfriend ev and i asked him how good his spanish has gotten and he lied and said it was pretty good so i tried to tell him in Spanish, like, essentially I said, like, there's a, like a, um, I said something like there's a bean growing in tree's belly or something Mm -hmm. like that. You did say it kind of confusing. I did, but I wanted to see, like, if he'd catch it. And Evelyn was in there, and thank God, because I could just see him on the FaceTime, and I said it, and she, like, started crying. And he was like, what's, what's happening? What? What's happening? And then she told him, and he lost his mind, like, 
I would do the scream that he did, but I think the speaker would get blown out in everyone's ears. <laughs> so um, kudos to him. I think he wins the award for most excited person about this baby. Yeah, he was super excited. He was very excited. And I, I want to backtrack really quick, too, because I love what you said about the stigma around not telling anybody until your first trimester, because mm -hmm. I 100% agree with everything you said. I'm not even going to reiterate everything. I just 100% agree with what you said. Thanks. Yeah. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty much it's November now. It's it was... November. It was October 20 minutes ago, but now it's November. <laughs> so... It was early September when we found out, like yeah. September. I think it was September 4th, actually, exactly two months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And since then, we have been through quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> an understatement. You had to go live in Hawaii for mm -hmm. three weeks. And I hope that, yeah. you know, I don't want any of the podcast <laughs> listeners to feel bad for you. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to preface it with that. No one needs to feel bad for you. But it was, I'm, I'm glad you did it. So we, we. Essentially, I have the best, most supportive husband ever. Inconveniently, my family lives in Hawaii, but yeah, we need to tell them why I yeah. did that. I like to jump around in my stories. Yeah. Big jumper. Yeah. So we've traveled a lot since we found out I was pregnant that weekend after we had a wedding in Michigan. Yeah. And I was fine then. I wasn't feeling really any pregnancy symptoms, except for I was super tired. Yeah. I was super, super tired. I wasn't feeling sick at all, though, yet. Yeah. And right when I hit eight weeks, like, or no, it was six weeks. Mm -hmm. I hit six weeks to the day. And I started feeling so sick. It just turned into a human vomit. Yeah, essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> Walking barf. <laughs> Walking barf was me. And hormonal barf. A hormonal barf. <laughs> <laughs> I was super nauseous mm -hmm. and to the point where I was throwing up. Not every day, but on my bad days, sometimes I would throw up like three times a day. Mm-hmm. So not only was I feeling just pretty miserable, but I also was getting really nervous because I wasn't keeping any food. I was starting to not really keep any food down and I wasn't getting a lot of yeah. nutrients. And the prenatals made you barf oh my more gosh. than anything. My prenatals made me so sick. Yeah. So we went to California to visit your family. Yep. I think I, I was eight weeks when we did that. And... I felt so much better. Like the second we landed and we're driving to your parents' house, mm -hmm. I was like, well, Fine. I could eat. Yeah. It's like, I could eat some food right now, which I was only eating crackers and apples, essentially. Like a yeah. toddler. Saltine crackers, not even like no. ice crackers. Oh, if a cracker had too much flavor, I couldn't eat it. Yeah. Like saltine crackers and apples was like my diet. Yeah. <laughs> and Yeah. I was able to start eating things when we were in California. Mm -hmm. um, I even had some chicken one day. I yeah, think. you had like some good, good meals. Yeah, like some actual meals. Yeah, I some we salad. Ate at, like, a couple restaurants that you you ate. Yeah, at the restaurant. And before that, vegetables and meat oh, were yeah. my biggest aversions. Yeah. So, we kind of started to realize, like, oh gosh, is it because we live in Colorado at sixty three hundred yeah. feet or whatever our altitude is here? Mm -hmm. And when we're in California, we were at sea level. That was really the only thing we could think of. So I talked to my OB. I happened to have an appointment like the day after we got back, talked to her and she was like, oh yeah, 
That's definitely it. Yeah. So well, we had already planned for you to leave too, right? Because remember we. Were, oh yeah, it we, must have been a few days. Because it was that day, like mm-hmm. you like went to we went to the appointment and got an ultrasound, mm-hmm. and she showed us the picture, and then we were like, "What? What are we looking at here?" <laughs> that was a very. It's funny because it was like you know in the movies they see it and they're like, "Oh my god!" We were like that. We were like yeah. so excited, but I was like, "I don't." No, she's like, "Any questions?" And I was like, "I don't know what I'm looking at here. What is this?" It was just it's two blob. blobs. Yeah, and she was like, "That's his head." And its head was, like, six times bigger than its body, so it's like, mm-hmm. it looks just like me. Um, and then it was like, Obi, you got your blood drawn, and we drove to the airport, and you went to Hawaii. Yeah. So, sorry, continue. Yeah. So, my parents live in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I obviously work virtually, and I can work from wherever. I also just haven't had to be working as much recently. Yeah. Um, because I have a team now, and they do so much for me, so... It's pretty easy for me to take time off these days. Um, so, yeah, I my parents live in Hawaii. I went and stayed with them for almost three weeks. Yeah. Basically until the end of my first trimester. Because at that point, when I went to Hawaii, I was like nine and a half weeks. Yeah, that sounds right. And then when I got back, I was 12 weeks. Yeah, and you were like way more pregnant than when you left. Yeah, got a little bump. Yeah, you had a little bump. It was a like... Bump. And it was, like, overnight. Like, you didn't have a bump. And then one day you were like, I think I have a bump. And you sent me a picture. And I was like, oh. Because at first, I remember you were like, yeah, I I just, like, kind of bloated. Mm -hmm. And then we had the wedding. And you were in the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you got your dress and you were like, this dress is way too big. And you get it brought in. And I was like, "Mm." And I think we just found out, right? Yeah. Or, like, you said that and we found it a couple days later. And then you were like, I need to get brought in. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. (laughs) And then, um... It works perfectly. Yeah, because my boobs grew a lot. Your boobs grew a lot. That's true. So my boobs filled it out when they didn't before. But you couldn't, like, tell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, now you can tell. It's kind of funny because now it's, like... Yeah. I think that's why... I don't know. I wonder if that's why, like, the first trimesters when you're supposed to tell people, it's, like... Because I don't feel like you hide it at this point anymore. (laughs) People are just like, oh. Right. Because you're very small, too. That's what, like, we had guessed because you're just very... A petite human being. Um, like I was go, I like leave on trips and I always come back and I'm just always like blown away by like how tiny of a person you are. And you're not, you're like five, seven, but I think you're just, a, you're just a big guy. You're tall. Yeah. I've had that realization in the last couple of days. A couple mm-hmm. different people were like, you're bigger than I picture you. And I think that's a, like a compliment because mm-hmm. I'm not threatening. So mm-hmm. no one pictures that I'm like, like I'm six, two and I wear, I wear my like boots at work. I'm probably closer to like six, three or six, four. You're very broad too though. It's yeah. not just I'm big that you're tall. Because of my Neanderthal DNA. Yeah, Stephen that can be a whole episode about my gene, <laughs> my genomes and stuff. But I have more Neanderthal DNA than the average person, and um, that's my um, pet talks. How do we get on this are, topic? I don't know. This is like a normal conversation. I feel like we have. <laughs> we just kind of get off, off on the thing. Um, we we're talking about going to Hawaii. So you came back and you had a little belly. Oh, the wedding. Went to the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. At the wedding. So at the re, not the reception. At the ceremony. I kind of was trying to hide it. Like, I could still suck it in. And this was just last weekend. But now I feel like even this weekend, I can't Mm -hmm. suck it in. And then at the reception at the wedding, my stomach just started to hurt from trying to suck it in so much. So I just was like, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to suck it in. And then I kind of started telling some people at the wedding, people that I knew in college and stuff. And a couple people were like, oh, my gosh, I was wondering if you were. Because it was kind of at that point where it was like, is it a burrito? 
Is it a baby? Or is it a baby? Still, I still don't know 100%. We don't it, know. The picture she showed us in the result of the sure looked like a burrito to me. It could be a burrito. It could be twins. I'm I, just kind of, I kind of, I think You need to stop manifesting that I'm not trying us. to manifest it. I just have a... I think you are. A gut feeling. She would have heard... So yesterday I had an appointment and oh, heard the heartbeats. she would have heard two she heartbeats. She would have heard two heartbeats. Unless they're so in sync hmm. that they have the same exact heartbeat. What do you think hmm. about that? It's hmm. a two-headed child. No, that's... I don't want to manifest that. That'd be a hard life to live. Two Aww. heads. We'd still love it all the same. Oh, yeah. We'd have two kids. It'd be hard for them. It would be hard for them. Can you imagine? But like, if there were any two people to do it, we would do a great job at being their parents. Yeah. Thanks. That's nice to say. <laughs> How do we on that? Having a child with two heads? Yeah, Is there anything the else same. about the pregnancy story that we need to share? Um, just that you're going to be an amazing dad. And you're going to be an awesome mom. Thanks. Thanks. That's nice. I'm just going to stare at each other. People listen to this radio silence. Just stare at each other's <laughs> eyes. Sorry, people. Um, no, I mean, I think that's all. It's yeah. very exciting. We're very um, excited. May 10th is our due date. Oh, yeah. Due on May 10th. My sister's birthday is May 10th. Mm-hmm. So she's very excited. And I think it'd be pretty cool if they had dual birthdays. Um, two Taurus running around. Taurus baby or Tauruses? Tor- oh, Tori? I think Tauruses sounds like tortoises. Two baby tortoises running around. Tori. Tori. Two Tori. <laughs> one is a baby and the other one's an adult woman. But it'll be exciting either way. They're really, she's really excited about it. Yeah. I imagine the baby's probably pretty excited about the prospect Pumped. of having the same birthday as his aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that my sister calls the baby her niece feel. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it is yet. Yeah, but yesterday, I did get the early blood test done. We didn't so need right to. now, it's a girl, so we didn't have to get blood <laughs> Stephen test. Stephen thinks that it's a girl. Right now, I am 13 and a half weeks. Okay. And yeah. Out of my first trimester now, officially. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I did the early blood test, which I think you can do as early as nine weeks. But we weren't sure we were going to do it at first. And then yeah. you started getting really excited about knowing the gender. It also, I don't really care about knowing the gender. No, I don't either. But it also, like, is it's a blood test for any, like, kind of birth mm-hmm. defect they might have. Or um, if they're differently abled in any way, mm-hmm. it kind of just tells you. Which I would want to know because I don't care, right, if our kid was yeah, different anyway. of course. But at least then... I'd like to know so we can start, maybe we have to prepare home differently, right? Or something yeah. like that. Or it um, could make the birth more complicated. Yeah. So we want to know that early rather than yeah. later. So. Yeah. So we're going to find out the gender. We're not going to do any sort of sex reveal. reveal. Yeah. We don't really, I mean, fun for those who want to do it, but yeah. not really our vibe. We don't really want to do one of those. Um, we also might, we've talked about this, might keep the gender a secret or yeah. try to keep it a secret until after the baby shower. Yeah. Or at the baby shower. Yeah. Because I partially, because I do kind of want there to be something that's between us. I think that was part of my reason. But also, I really want to keep everything very gender neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have a lot of stereotypical girl or boy stuff. Like, that's yeah. really important to me. But, I, yeah, I love that idea that we, you know, one, we'd have it kind of to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried that I'll, like, say oh, he yeah. or she. Yeah. I think that we definitely will have some slip-ups if we decide to keep I it know. a secret. But yeah. then we can just make those people not tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like, it'll be the exact same thing as our birth. Like, finding out that we're pregnant. Yeah. Just be, like, small. 
increments. Yeah. But I think it'd be pretty cool. But who knows? I don't know. And I don't know how back, how, how back, sorry, I'm tired. I don't know how quickly the test comes back, um, mm-hmm. to tell us, but. I think on Monday we'll get the results. I it's, think that it's going to be an email. Saturday. No, Friday. Today's Friday. I think it's yeah. going to be an email and you're, uh. It is. It's going to show up in my Yeah, app. and you're going to read it on accident. No, I'll know. It'll say your lab results are in. Oh, I'll come get you. Okay. Yeah. Because you got to hear the heartbeat alone. I know. Okay. Well, to be fair, this is what happened. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. Yeah. They told me when I booked it that it wasn't a huge deal of an appointment yeah. and that it wasn't important for Stephen to be there. I didn't know it was the first time we were going to hear the heartbeat. Yeah. So Stephen was at work. All day. And you didn't... All night. Record it. Well, I didn't even know what was happening. I know. They moved the, kind of quick there. They do. Like, All right, here's your ultrasound. Yeah, because right now we're going through my OB, and my plan for the birth, which I can talk more about this on another episode, my mm. plan is to do a quote-unquote natural birth. I don't want to be medicated, essentially. Mm. And I want to give birth in a birthing hospital, or in a birthing center that's connected to a hospital. Mm-hmm is the ultimate goal. So right now I'm just seeing my OB, but the birthing plan is to use a midwife and a doula and have an OB if we need to use one. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's my plan. Um, my mom did natural births with my sisters and I, and my mom actually used to be a doula. Mm-hmm. And that's always just been really important to me. I've always known that I wanted to give birth that way. So if it can happen, that's how I want it to happen. It's always been in your head. It's always kind of been in your du- your doula oblongata is what you're kind of getting at, right? I knew. I was like, <laughs> I don't know where he's going with this, but I know that he's going to make a joke right now. I was ready to go. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm going to work on my dad jokes now, officially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the first ever yeah. episode of Beyond Bliss, which is a spinoff of... The name of my group program, well, which was my group program, my course, and my membership, Hormonal Bliss. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else we need to share? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I had something I was thinking of, but I forgot. So, oh well. I think that's all of our exciting news. That's all of our exciting news. And we'll make another one of these. We don't really know what our time frame is going to be. Yeah. Maybe every two weeks. I think that's reasonable. We think that sounds fair. Yeah. All right, see everyone in two weeks. See ya. (laughs)